Welcome to the Dead Pixel Society podcast, the photo imaging industry's leading news source. Here's your host, Gary Peugeot. The Dead Pixel Society podcast is brought to you by Media Clip, Advertech Printing, and IP Labs. Hello again and welcome to the Dead Pixel Society podcast. I'm your host, Gary Peugeot, and today we're joined by a returning guest, Rick Bellamy, who is the managing partner of Inflecton and the executive chair of DScoop. Hey, Rick, how are you today? I'm doing great, Gary. How are you? Doing great. Now, the last time you were on, you were the CEO of RPI and since have moved on to Inflecton. What is Inflecton and what does it do? Inflecton is a consulting company that helps business owners, predominantly in the graphic arts, uh, find their triple bottom line. And, and what is a triple bottom line? That's about putting your people first. So building a strong culture where uh, that's diverse and uh, put your people first. Um, that is beneficial for the planet. So it takes climate action mm-hmm. and also does that in a way that grows profits. Um, okay. Right. So at the end of the day, you're in business to grow profits. So mm-hmm. uh, why are those three things important? Well, we, we all know that as business leaders, it's been a real challenge to attract and retain high, the highest and best talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and increasingly, the diversity of your group uh, or of your company is helping to define your success, right? If everybody mm-hmm. looks like you, you're not as successful. The second piece of that on the climate side, um, in today's environment, the climate and climate change is the number one challenge we have as a planet Um, and almost every consumer products company right now is focused on that Um, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of misconceptions about the climate action that is possible within a business Mm -hmm. um, and how to do that in a way that uh, improves your bottom line at the end of the day we all want to approve our profitability too right Mm -hmm. you can't you can't invest a lot of money in the first two, unless you're making more money on the third. So it's right. all about triple bottom line for companies. Well, it seems to me like a lot of the discussion in the past has been about profitability doesn't matter as long as we're saving the planet. And what you're saying is you can have all three with a better, a different approach. And and I think the three legs of the stool are, are critical, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, ha- you must have all three legs of that stool mm-hmm. if you're going to be successful in today's business environment. Let's talk a little bit about what sustainability in the graphic arts world actually <laughs> means, because there's a lot of different words out there. There's a lot of different phrases, a lot of different belief, like, you know, re- you know, recycling paper, is it that is that sustainability in process or is that not what we're talking about? Is there an agreed upon industry definition for sustainability? Boy, sustainability is such a big umbrella phrase, Gary. Uh, uh, you know, it's I like to break sustainability down into, as I said before, my triple bottom line, because without the people, you can't be sustainable without the climate action. You're clearly not going to be sustainable without profits. You're not sustainable. So I break it down into three. Um, and so, you know, many companies are using uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, around one measurement of sustainability. Mm-hmm. My biggest focus right now is on climate action. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so that's really carbon reduction, which I think applies 
in a big way to the graphic arts industry. So I'll focus uh, my time there right now, yeah. because I think there's a lot of misconception about that, as you mm-hmm. as you mentioned. Hey, um, I'm recycling, so I'm sustainable, right? Right. Well, exactly. no, it's more complicated than that. Uh, right. Well, I changed my light bulbs. I, I I changed all my light bulbs to LEDs, so that that's good, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is good. But what was the impact? Mm-hmm. So increasingly, um, when you think about the graphic arts industry, we're serving major consumer products brands. Mm-hmm. We we serve all the major brands in the world. We mm-hmm. produce their marketing materials. We produce their packaging. We produce their display materials. Increasingly, they are under pressure both from their customers, so the consumer, mm-hmm. um, who is increasingly looking at uh, the climate action that you're taking as a brand, mm-hmm. um, and by regulatory requirements. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of controversy around ESG and the environmental, social, mm-hmm. and governance reporting. But it's not a concept that's going away, and it's actually growing. Um, mm-hmm. And in Europe, they're ahead of us on the regulation side. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a graphic arts provider to a brand, most of these brands have started their journey, their climate action journey, several years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're moving down this path. And what does that path mean? They are measuring their carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. So. How much carbon is generated in my business mm-hmm. from sourcing materials, from my employees coming to work, from the energy that I'm burning, uh, from mm-hmm. uh, the way I operate my machinery to mm-hmm. what am I throwing away and what am I recycling and what am I composting? Mm-hmm. Um, all of these impact your carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless you have a baseline, mm-hmm. You don't know what your what your improvements are doing, right? So this is the big change. We have, as an industry, been very focused on climate action for quite a while, right? Mm-hmm. Recycling only made sense. Let's recycle. Right. Hey, uh, you know what? I reduced my power bill, so it made sense for me to change my light bulbs. Mm-hmm. The difference is now we have to measure it. Mm-hmm. Now we need to say my carbon footprint is ten megatons a year. Mm-hmm. How am I going to reduce it to five and then put in place a continuous improvement program that mm-hmm. allows you to say, okay, hey, I'm I'm trying to get to five in a year. Mm-hmm. How, how do I cut it in half? What do you mean by carbon footprint? I mean, you hear that phrase a lot, but is there a way to just, you know, give me one or two sentences where it explains what that actually means to the everyday business owner? Carbon footprint is essentially the carbon that is utilized mm-hmm. to uh, produce your services or products mm-hmm. and deliver them to your end customer. But there's ways you can reduce, use X amount of carbon and then offset it with Y amount of carbon. So you have like net amount of carbon. Is that correct? Uh, there are offsetting programs. Okay. Um, so, you know, and that is part of, part of anybody's program that there Mm -hmm. are clearly ways to offset it. So let's give a good example. If if I'm utilizing paper Mm -hmm. as, you know, my substrate that I'm going to print on, Mm -hmm. that's clearly made out of carbon, right? I I am going to continue to print on paper and that's going to be a carbon usage. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to ever get that to zero. 
So how do I offset that? Mm -hmm. um, I can offset that through biomass offsets, mm -hmm. so replanting forests, mm -hmm. or I can offset that through many any of the carbon offsetting uh, marketplaces, which are sequestering carbon in a mm -hmm. variety of ways, which I could go into a lot of detail, but I won't because it will mm -hmm. bore everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of controversy around carbon offsetting because mm -hmm. um, it is becoming a financially very lucrative space mm -hmm. and carbon offsets are like a market. Mm -hmm. um, they might be a dollar today and $5 tomorrow. Right. Um, they are moving up and down based on the viability and mm -hmm. the uh, and mm -hmm. the cost of a project. Mm -hmm. So we are, and I'll use DScoop as a good example. At DScoop, we are building a consortium right now to help them to build a sustainable future for their business. So mm -hmm. and we're doing that with practical steps. Um, the first one is education. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of misconceptions about climate action, and so. Hey, how do we educate our members mm -hmm. to say this is not unachievable? Mm -hmm. This is the way you do it, and these are the partners you use. So mm -hmm. we're building also collaborative partners to achieve this carbon neutrality mm -hmm. um, that that our members can utilize. Mm -hmm. uh, because it is a complex subject. It's mm -hmm. it's hard, right? Yeah, it's not a hey. I I'll just. I'll just decide I'm going to do this and make it work. It's like, okay, right. where do I start? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it sounds to me like it's, it's needs to be part of your ongoing business process. It's not a project you tackle. It's now an integration into how you're going to be doing everything from ordering your office supplies on up to where you're sourcing your paper from. Yep, exactly. No, it, it is. Uh, it's a, that's a good way to think about it. It's a change in mindset about how you do your business. Mm -hmm. um, now, so yeah, it, it, it impacts every aspect of your business from how your employees get to work, how often your salespeople travel to where you source your materials mm -hmm. and where you source your power. So you even factor that in, for example, let's say you have a printing plant in, uh, we'll use St. Louis because that's where DScoop is going to be, for example. And the, your average employee has to commute 20 miles, you know, round trip a day. Yep. You have to factor that in to your business's carbon footprint, even though they're technically not on the job. Uh-huh. Yep. There's various ways to do it. You essentially just want to set a baseline mm -hmm. like any right. like any program. Sure. Uh, and there's a lot of carbon calculators out there. Mm -hmm. SGP is a good one, for example, which many people have heard about, Sustainable Green Part Printing Partnership. Mm -hmm. uh, carbon quota has a good one, uh, more and more popping up. You, you input your data, everything from your power bill to where your materials are coming from and what they are, and it will create essentially your baseline. Is it perfect? No. The answer is no, it's not perfect, but mm -hmm. it gives you a baseline. Mm -hmm. And then if you have an employee who says, oh, you know what? I, uh, I'm riding my bike to work now five days a week. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. You you made progress, or maybe right. you put in place a program that says, "Hey, I'm going to incent my employees to come to work in a different way." Mm -hmm. Maybe carpool or something. Yeah, exactly. Typically, mm -hmm. that's not your highest impact. Typically, the highest impact is, "Hey, where are you getting your power?" Mm -hmm. So I'll give a good example of uh, a company in Europe 
company in Europe, as you know, with the invasion of uh, Ukraine, uh, oil prices and power prices mm-hmm. uh, exponentially increased in Europe. This company put solar panels and wind, and they power their building with wind and solar. They're not experiencing brownouts, and their power bill hasn't gone up. Mm-hmm. So they've increased their profits, and they're using fully renewable energy and cut their carbon footprint by, I think, 20%. So Nice. So it can be done. Oh, yeah. Another example is distributed print. Mm-hmm. By printing, a recent study uh, done in Japan showed that by printing within one day ground of where your final product was delivering, you cut 60% of the carbon out of the delivery process. Really? Yeah. So so what would be the prior method? Like just, let's say you had a central hub in, let's say St. Louis, and you were shipping it to where I am in Michigan, that would yep. be more carbon unfriendly than printing it in, let's say, Detroit and then sending it. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Photo retailers, energize your sales with ShareMeChat, the proven texting platform. Using chat to text on your website keeps your customers connected and buying. See us at Pro and IPI to find out why dealers using ShareMeChat close more sales without adding staff. Find out more at shareme.chat. Precisely. Precisely. So if you're one day ground, your paper is heavy. Shipping it via air freight takes a lot of carbon. So if you're <laughs> shipping it with one, one day ground, uh, it turns out you cut out a lot of that. <laughs> so in, in most cases, you're also delivering it faster too. So the benefit there would be, you know, customer higher customer satisfaction because uh, they're getting their their products faster with distributed print, and also we're getting a happier planet. Exactly, and yeah. it's usually cheaper as well. So, <laughs> well, bottom line, as I mentioned, it's a triple bottom line: happier yeah. people, better for the planet, and more money. <laughs> so, it seems to me some of the pu- the, the push for uh, sustainability practices really comes uh, in like externally, like you said, a lot of the. The consumers are aware of it. They're looking for packaging. There's, it's interesting how much commentary there are, there is now. For example, if you, watch, if you watch YouTube unboxing videos, where part of the commentary is how much packaging is on this, is in this thing. This is way too much packaging for this kind of thing. So that's interesting. But yeah. you and I have kind of kind of talked about also there is sort of a a cultural aspect from uh, the marketing side where you're getting somebody maybe in a marketing uh, position in a company who is looking to reach customers. And, you know, they may, if they don't think that the process is sustainable, they may choose to do just TikTok videos or something. Precisely. Yes. No. And that's, uh, you know, a lot of people ask why, why is this important to the graphic arts industry? You know, Hey Rick, you're, you're on the West coast, you're a tree hugger. Uh, So is that why? The answer is no. Every major brand uh, is driving carbon reduction programs and uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in their business. Mm-hmm. They will choose their partners based on those that are also on that same journey with them, and they have to. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the science-based target uh, initiative, which is what most people are utilizing, um, there is a, a term called scope three 
And scope three is when you start to look at your suppliers and reducing carbon by having your suppliers reduce their carbon footprints. Um, many of these brands are now to that spot. So if I'm the marketing person or if I'm the person in charge of packaging, I now am required by my chief sustainability officer and by my marketing group to find partners who are, have a, a uh, defined target that can be verified externally and have a program to reduce it. Mm -hmm. um, and whether that is reduced packaging, whether that is packaging that has an end of life strategy, displays that have a circularity strategy mm -hmm. or marketing that has a zero footprint. Those are becoming a critical part of doing business. And those that are not on that path, I honestly believe are going to start to suffer in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. You know, there, there's a lot of pressure from the customers, whether it's the end user, the consumer, or the customers who mm -hmm. may be the businesses or brands who are doing this, that this is an important thing to them. So it better be important end users. And consumers are showing uh, overwhelmingly that they're willing to pay. Mm -hmm. They're making their choices uh, in a very high percentage. I think a uh, recent study I saw out of, uh, well, I won't quote who it was because i don't not sure, but I'm, I'll just say a major consulting company mm -hmm. said over 50% of consumers were willing to pay more uh, mm -hmm. for a product that was climate sustainable. Now, that comes into greenwashing. How do you define that? <laughs> yeah, I've heard that phrase too. Can you explain what greenwashing is? Because that's not a good term. Greenwashing is very bad. So <laughs> uh, greenwashing is a term that essentially means I'm going to uh, create a nice marketing campaign mm -hmm. without the corresponding science-based targets behind it. Mm -hmm. And when consumers detect that, um, we'll just say it is a harsh and swift backlash. Um, so it is much more important uh, today than it was, say, a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. that you have um, real data about mm. what you are doing and what that actual impact is, mm -hmm. and that you are factual in your marketing of that. The great claims of, oh, I've, I've taken this step, and so therefore I'm green, you need to be able to back that up because otherwise you can get branded as greenwashing, which is a very bad thing. It's scary. <laughs> so I'm curious, is there a standardized format people can put things on a website that will say, you know, other than a logo or something, like you said, if there's got to be respectable research or respectable formats to present this, is there a source for that in the printing and graphic arts community where it's, something everybody can look at and everybody can understand? Because I can imagine there's a lot of variability in the data that could be presented. There are a host of certifications um, in the graphic arts and printing world. All of them very specifically look at one segment of climate action. Mm -hmm. um, so there is not an overall, you know, universally recognized logo or mm -hmm. certification that you can get yet. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there will be at some point in the near mm -hmm. future. It's one of the reasons DScoop is stepping in and building out this framework is um, not to create a new certification, but that to lend credibility to the existing certifications and processes mm 
sure, and help it, business leaders pick the right partners that will help them on their journeys. Um, because it is a different way of doing business. It's mm -hmm. a it's a new mindset that impacts every aspect of your business. So, hey, who are the partners that I can trust? Mm -hmm. And then how do I communicate to my customers mm -hmm. effectively and uh, and uh, and easily of the progress I'm making on my journey? And how do I externally verify that? Yeah, because I think that is something that I think people would like to know is, you know, you say you're making this progress. How do we how do we know that's true if it's not just marketing speak? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, increasingly external verification is required. Mm -hmm. um, and you're seeing that across many of the large companies. So every major audit firm out there right now has an ESG group. Mm -hmm. um, so everybody from PwC to you name it, everybody from PwC on has mm -hmm. has uh, ESG groups for third party auditing. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also a variety of certification groups. I uh, mentioned e, uh, SGP before they they externally certify. Mm -hmm. FSC has an external certification around the material side. There's nobody who's brought it all together yet. Um, short of the major audit firms, I, I think you will see a increase in that um, mm -hmm. as it becomes more uh, regulatory uh, compliance focused, uh, mm -hmm. which will happen in the next year or two because of California and the U.S. Mm -hmm. already exists in Europe. Well, this has all been very dry, but interesting information. <laughs> Let's talk about something a little more fun, which is D-Scoop World Expo. Now you're the executive chair of D Scoop. When is D Scoop, and why is it going to be in St. Louis? Uh, we are in St. Louis because it's in the middle of the country, and it's a global expo. So we expect to have uh, members from all over the world mm -hmm. come into St. Louis. Um, it is May seventh through the ninth uh, for the it's the D Scoop Edge World Conference. We expect this to be the best. D Scoop Edge event ever. We've got mm -hmm. Magic Johnson as a keynote. We've got uh, the drummer from Pink who does an incredible uh, presentation applying mm -hmm. what what he does as a rock star into business. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to have a host of education uh, from everything from sustainability to how to uh, be more effective in your business uh, operations. So, And just to throw a plug in, the Dead Pixel Society will be there with four of our own sessions, which you all have already read about in the newsletter by you here by the time you hear this. But on that standpoint, for someone who hasn't been to a D Scoop before, how is it different than other printing industry conferences? Because in my view, it is very different. It is, but I want you to explain to me why it is a different conference than let's say every other printing conference that's out there. Uh, this is the real key differentiator. DScoop is a community. Mm -hmm. We are not a trade show. DScoop is a year-round community of PSPs and partners, supplier partners to the graphic arts industry. And uh, what does that community really mean? It, it means we share with each other mm -hmm. deeply uh, what's working, what's not working, 
a big part of uh, any DScoop conference is the face-to-face -face conversations and friends you make. Mm -hmm. Some of my best friends and some of my best colleagues and some of my best information come out of my association with DScoop. When I was running RPI, it was responsible for a big portion of my growth because it is a it is a community. It's not uh, when you, you think about going to any other trade show, mm -hmm. you're wandering around trying to find equipment. Um, <laughs> exactly. Sure. Sure. That's an interesting part of mm -hmm. uh, this, uh, this conference as well, but that's not what it's about. It, mm -hmm. It's about really getting information mm -hmm. that helps you drive your business much more effectively. And it is different in some rather than other events because it is almost all inclusive. I mean, the conference fee includes a lot of your meals, yeah. a lot of your parties, the receptions and things like that are all, all inclusive yeah. in that fee, which I like to mention to people when they see it, because it's not the $49, $99 badge fee type yeah. format. It is definitely more no. investment, but you will get more out of it, I think. I think you get more out of it. And uh, to, and yes, to your point, we, we like to have fun as well. So there's a lot of food um, and a lot of libations. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, listen, thank you, Rick, for your time and for your insight in both into sustainability and into D-Scoop. Where can people go for more information about Inflecton and what you're doing in sustainability? Well, of course, you can go to inflecton.com. It's inflection with only one eye. Mm -hmm. um, so inflecton.com. Uh, uh, reach out to me anytime as well. And then uh, for DScoop, please go to dscoop.com. You, you will get a lot of the information about our sustainable framework, um, as well as all of the other programs that we have for our members. So, Well, thank you, Rick, and uh, best wishes for continued success. And we look forward to seeing you in St. Louis. Thank you, Gary. Thank you for listening to the Dead Pixel Society podcast. Read more great stories and sign up for the newsletter at www.thedeadpixelssociety.com.